I'm Jackie Carrera with the Santa Barbara Foundation, and you're watching The Good Life. Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you're with us. Uh, you can always find us at goodlifetelevision.org, where you can see all the interviews. There's over 100 wonderful people, all walks of life, business, philanthropy, overcomers. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing group. So all those interviews are there in the long form, and then you can also see what we call power clips, where you can get kind of some of the gold from those interviews. But we, we've loved seeing so many of you from all over the world uh, join us at, at goodlifetelevision.org as well as our social media site. So thank you, and we're so glad you're with us. I'm really glad, excited about my guest today. Jackie Carrera is with me. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jackie's the president and CEO of the Santa Barbara Foundation, which is Santa Barbara is where we're sitting um, and has been for the last couple of years. We're going to talk about that. Prior to joining the foundation, uh, Jackie was the president and CEO of the Parks and People Foundation in Maryland uh, for over two decades, uh, where that organization became a major national leader in many areas in urban parks and recreation ecosystem research and education, job training, workforce development. We were talking before we came on about some of the stuff that they did. It's phenomenal. So Jackie came out here uh, to work at the Santa Barbara Foundation, but not as the president and CEO. And so we were talking before we came on. You, you came out, and then you ended up two years in becoming the leader, and there wasn't much of a honeymoon. <laughs> they greeted you with a, a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> Talk about your kind of the first couple sure. of years here. Well, um, I was thrilled to be able to come in and work under our uh, former president and CEO, Ron Gallo. He had a long history in community foundations. And um, the role, my role, was to be the chief revenue and business development officer. And in community foundations, we're sort of a hybrid between um, private foundations and regular old nonprofit organizations. We don't do direct service, so what we do is we raise money um, and we engage donors throughout our community to um, pool resources and mobilize resources and then invest them in our nonprofit organizations and in our, in our nonprofit sector to do just incredible work all throughout our county. So my job was to um, bring in the money and uh, meet our donors and figure out how we could match their charitable interests with the needs in our community. Wow. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. If you're a donor or or even, I did this job, I was a financial advisor. I'm sure you work with oh, yes. a lot Very of financial important. advisors. Yeah. What's the benefit? So to speak, I mean, let's pretend like somebody's never heard of the Santa Barbara Foundation and they're a donor, mm -hmm. they're a high net worth or they're or they're a financial advisor, what's the benefit of working with Santa Barbara Foundation? Yeah, so first of all, we are a community foundation, so we are rooted in community. We are, um, we've been around since 19, 1928, so 93 so, years, yeah. So that's a lot of history. We know a lot about Santa Barbara County from, you know, Santa Maria and North County and all the wonderful communities up there, Guadalupe, Orkut. Um, all the way down the 101 along the south coast um, to, you know, Goleta, Santa Barbara, Carpinteria, and everything in between in the valley and out to Cuyama. And lots of players, people that are working really hard to improve the quality of life uh, where they live. And so there's a lot of information that's been accumulated in the Santa Barbara Foundation 
Um, and I think when we partner with donors, one of the things that we often hear is that the value that we add is that we are able to share that information, um, just not only about who's who and who's doing what, but where is the need? You know, what's really going on? We have, um, this is something that's very unique to the Santa Barbara Foundation, an Office of Evaluation and Learning. And so we learn every day new things about our community. We collect data, we collect information. So we're not just, you know, transactional, moving money from one, uh, from a donor to say a nonprofit organization. We're really working in partnership with uh, the community to figure out, you know, what, what is it that we need to be paying attention to and where are those gaps and needs in our community and then sharing that information back with our our donors so that they can make the kinds of investments that they're you know dreaming to make so it's almost like a philanthropic advisory kind of in fact that is a certification that, that is it? <laughs> it is I it's a I real thing okay, yeah. <laughs> yes we have uh, philanthropic advisors yes and that's okay. what um, the so we have a couple there are two sides to the house there's the program side and that works with nonprofit organizations that um, both do grant making um, but also we have the collaboration for social impact and so we're working with nonprofit organizations throughout Santa Barbara County to figure out where the sec what the sector needs you know where are the gaps for the sector where is uh, what do we need to be doing to providing provide training or um, other resources so that's that side of the house the other is our the philanthropic advisors who are just ready and waiting and um, to work with the philanthropists throughout the community who want to make a difference and we do philanthropic plans you know we talk about their legacy we talk about their interests and there are so many vehicles to accomplish um, uh, just don't donating um, and and contributing financially to your community and a lot of times people don't just want to contribute financially they actually want to engage right. with a nonprofit organization right. and we make those connections That's yeah. yeah and I'm just assuming you report I mean the, the results yes I mean, which yeah. is a wonderful thing we do and um, and in fact we're developing reports right now we uh, we love reports. <laughs> we have, yeah. we could because we have a lot of data, and so we feel that there's a tremendous responsibility to um, analyze the data, process the data, distribute the data, communicate it, um, and so in a way that you know people can use it, and most importantly, that we are actually moving the needle on some of the real right. issues that are happening in our right. community. Yeah, it's about results. Exactly. I have a friend who wrote a book. He was in leadership and nonprofits for a long time, and he wrote a book called Measuring What. Or, Measuring what matters. matters yeah. have, you, have you heard no, of that? No, but I've been in results-based okay. uh, evaluation sessions this week all week. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it is a really important thing mm -hmm. that that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Yeah. Um, let's talk about response to crisis. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a few around here, you know, and, and in your time here, you came in right right about the time where there was a response needed to the to the Thomas fire and the and the flood right. and then we have covid right. talk about and i know you've raised 2.3 million dollars or something in your emergency grant program for covid but talk about how the Santa Barbara Foundation steps in yeah. in, in those times uh, yeah so it's um I'm sorry to say that we've gotten pretty good at this disaster relief business, um, but the, you know, through practice, 
uh, we've over the years uh, with, living where we live we're exposed of course to natural disasters and and then also always being aware of the crises that exist in our communities too so our infrastructure is actually set up to be able to mobilize resources very quickly um, in times of disaster so the Thomas Fryer in debris flow one of the first things we did was we stood up a disaster relief fund and we partnered with the United Way of Santa Barbara County and um, they were able to provide something that we didn't have the expertise in and didn't have the infrastructure to do and we didn't so we knew we didn't need to do that and that's what that's the beauty of partnerships they uh, made grants and uh, gave financial assistance to individuals and families while we focused on the nonprofit sector and we did that both in the immediate wake of the disaster um, and then all the way through the recovery period and you know the Thomas Fryer and Debris Flow um, had a beginning there was a middle and there's somewhat of an end in that we were able to kind of map out that process and what needs to happen each step of the way with the pandemic there was no roadmap for this this was a complete unknown and we didn't know how long it was going to last you know who was going to be affected how they were going to be affected and um, and it was you know it was really hitting people financially emotionally spiritually physically I mean it was a it was just it was something we had just never seen before. So we stood up our fund again. We partnered with our partners at the United Way. Uh, they mobilized the, the resources to get the dollars to individuals and families, and we did nonprofits. We also, uh, this time, knowing that this was a much, much bigger scale pro pro problem that was affecting, you know, it was a global crisis, we reached out to our the philanthropic community right away in Santa Barbara County. And it was, I mean, if there's a silver lining, there was just something um, incredible that happened one day in May, March of last year uh, when we pr proposed the idea of a collaborative, a funders collaborative. So we, were, we knew we were going to be doing our fundraising for the um, Community Disaster Relief Fund, but we asked the philanthropic community to become partners, and we didn't even know what that meant at the time. But we ended up um, building this collaborative. and. Um, over the course of the last, you know, 11 or 12, 13 months now, we've mobilized over $39 million wow. in Santa Barbara County because uh, of all of the uh, just kind-hearted, really um, dedicated funders that we have in this community. They're family foundations, they're private foundations, um, they're individuals who have who just stepped up. And, and so what we did is we just served as a facilitator for that collaborative. We just tracked what everybody was doing and asked them, would you be willing to you know, provide the data as we talked about? Because that's important to know where the money is going, how much money is going there, where is the need, where are the gaps? And so we were able to really um, kind of fill in the color around that picture for everybody and make the greatest impact, I think, yeah. as a result. It's, it's amazing. I was reading in 2018, you guys had kind of a five-year strategic plan and one of the quotes I read was that you're focused on supporting the most vulnerable population by addressing basic human needs. Talk about that and how, you know the heart of, of Santa. Uh, crises aside if, if we can for a minute just your, your normal operating and your heart for addressing basic human needs. Yeah so you know the, the Santa Barbara Foundation we stand on the shoulders of the most amazing philanthropists. You imagine 93 years. There are so many great people who have stepped forward to help our community, and you can see our footprint 
um, our fingerprints, whatever you want to say that, on um, every every community in Santa Barbara County, and I mean from hospitals to arts institutions to uh, all schools everywhere you you look, you can see the Santa Barbara Foundation. Um, over you know the course of the last ten years, I would say there was just this elevated awareness that you know the there's disparity and and it's growing and it needs to be addressed and we're talking about basic needs now we're talking about being um, the having the third highest child poverty rate in California in Santa Barbara County that's crazy you know 10% of our community is food insecure and we're in the breadbasket of America like what where's there's a major disconnect here and you just can't turn a blind eye to these things so um, so the Santa Barbara Foundation, I, I, this is before my time, so I can say I'm really proud and of the team that got together and prioritized these basic needs, uh, food, access to food, shelter, uh, and addressing the homelessness issue, um, uh, behavioral health, and then access to healthcare. Healthcare, you know, 10% of our population is uh, uninsured, and then even more underinsured. And so, you know, you, you lay a, a pandemic over just regular times and, and it's, our crisis is even greater for, for families. And then the other part of our strategic plan um, was to address uh, not just the most vulnerable, but working families. Because big, big part of our life here in Santa Barbara, we've got um, working families who pay a large percentage, as, as we all well know, of our, of our salaries to, um, to housing and then we have if you have kids you throw them in there we have childcare costs that are astronomical and when you put your budget together and I just actually did this for a presentation just put the basics you know your house your food your childcare you have nothing left at the end of the day and our, our workforce sector here is mostly tier three or service industry so you've got people trying to work part-time jobs not not having insurance and, um, and having all these expenses that you know just cost to live in Santa Barbara County. So it's really, the working family is a big priority for us. And I would just say that the pandemic, again, circling back to that, we saw just how close to that edge they are because we saw more people in food lines, you know, um, childcare closed, all the centers closed. That caused um, a lot of issues for our working family. So that's a big priority for yeah, us as well. So let's take that. So the working families, because what you said is just spot on. I mean, in terms of what pe the, the reality of what people are facing. Mm -hmm. How do you, what's an example of how you would address that? Is it a partnership with a, a, a nonprofit, a food bank, or what, 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 give an example of that? I, I love <coughs> that you led with, is it a partnership? Because I think that partnerships are key to everything that we do. Um, we, and, and that's true across all sectors, whether it's government or corporations. When you're trying to make improvements to the quality of life in your community, no one can do it alone. And so partnerships are absolutely critical. I'll take, for example, um, I'll do two, childcare. Uh, we are working with the Planning Council and Resource and Referral. There are some amazing organizations here that are working on um, providing resources to both for-profit and non-profit child care partners. And so we are um, at that table and we are sponsoring and helping to provide support to keep those coalitions and those collaboratives going so that we're streamlining resources, we're getting resources to where they need to be um, at the grassroots level. And that would bring the cost down. Yeah, and the other piece that we're working on there is twofold actually. One is uh, access, so more spots, 
if you try to, I, I know this was true of me and this was on the East Coast when my children were young, uh, but we had, you had to have your, your child on the list, right. like at birth, to get them into <laughs> childcare when they were you know, two and three years old. And that same situation is here. There's just not enough spots for the number of, of kids that we have. So, and then you want quality care for your kids. And we have amazing uh, childcare workforce, but I don't know if you've ever looked at being a childcare worker, but um, it's probably not gonna sustain uh, most lifestyles right. that, yeah. So, and then um, you have, again, you lay a pandemic over something like that. A lot of the childcare workforce lives in other places. And so say you take the Thomas Fire and Debris Flow where you don't have access to get to our area. Now your workforce has been uh, cut off. And with the pandemic, centers closed and you have a workforce that has been, um, you know, is, has sort of evaporated. We're trying to rebuild that as well. So addressing the workforce, addressing access, addressing quality, all of those things are what we work on um, as we focus on childcare as an issue. With workforce development, uh, right now we just partnered with the Workforce Investment Board and the Chambers to do a survey of how businesses, and we're including nonprofit organizations being one of the largest employers in our county, um, in that to look to see how the pandemic affected businesses and then we will be developing out of that strategies with our partners at Hancock and lots of other places um, to figure out how we can rebuild the workforce and reinforce the workforce as we move forward out of this pandemic. Wow. Just a couple of examples there. No, that's great. As you look out mm -hmm. and now that you're the leader, uh, but as you look out five or ten years, what do you see I mean, in your mind's eye in terms of, I mean, we've already, you've talked about a lot, but is there anything kind of that stands out that if you, you'd love to see happen in the next five or 10 years for Santa Barbara Foundation? For the foundation? Um, well, you know, I, I'm not sure if I'm a realist with a dose of optimism or an optimist with a grounded in realism. I'm not really sure, but I, I do tend to have a little bit of optimism in my my, my view keeps me going every day. Um, but I do think that um, the, what I see, what I've seen over the, since in the time that I've been in Santa Barbara County, we have unbelievably strong nonprofit organizations. We had the benefit of working with city and county government through this process. And we have some amazing civil servants in this community. Um, I also had the opportunity to work with our sister foundations in Ventura, and uh, so the Ventura Community Foundation, and then in San Luis Obispo. And so Vanessa Bechtel and Heidi McPherson, the, the leaders there, and we've talked a lot about, you know, it's great to work in our own communities and to break down silos and build partnerships and, um, and strengthen that social fabric um, to be able to address issues going forward, but we aren't ourselves in a you know, we are if we look at ourselves in a silo but if we but we're not we are connected to our surrounding region and so to the extent that we're able to take some of these issues and look at them regionally I think we will also be stronger um, in the next five to ten years so you're yeah bigger in terms of working together with these other geographic I think areas. that we would be better off if we did that yes yeah that makes yeah, sense. yeah. How did you get into all this? <laughs> I mean, what was your background? How did, how did you decide, or what happened to your heart where you decided, you know, I'm gonna go, oh. into, I'm gonna go into this kind of work yeah. for, as oh, an executive? Oh, it's a great question. Um, so I was a finance major. I wanted oh, yeah. to, yeah, I liked finance. I was, well, my mother told me that's what I should do with my life, so that's what I did at 17, what do you know? Um, so I was um, 
in the 80s, so I was um, at a, in a Jesuit school. Um, it was mostly male dominated. My class was, I was one of the few females. And um, we were in a class being the Jesuits. We were talking about homelessness and it was an ethics class and it was an elective. And um, I love school. I just listened. I did what I, you know, I tried not to memorize, regurgitate and forget as one of my teachers kept saying, it's not a good idea to do that. In this one class though, we had a debate about homelessness and it was the first time that I felt I, emotion, let's just say that, blood boiling was kind of another way to describe it uh, because I was surprised to learn that people were actually, um, had the view that most people that were homeless should just pull themselves up by the bootstraps and, um, and they'd be fine if they just did that. And I thought, I mean, I, you, everyone is born into the situation they're born into and not everyone is as lucky as, you know, somebody else. So um, you, don't, you don't always have the resources to be able to do that. And so I was really kind of enraged by that moment. And it was a turning point because um, I was back at my apartment with my, my roommates, you know, ranting and raving. And one of them stopped me in my tracks when she said, what are you going to do about it? Good yeah. And I said, I, I, did, I actually really, it was, it was a turning point. I went, I wanted to do the Peace Corps, but my mother, uh, she said, you've never been out of Baltimore or Washington DC is where I'm from, so you probably shouldn't go to another country right now. Uh, and so I ended up doing some volunteer work in um, Colorado, running a soup kitchen and an outreach center with some volunteers and, and doing some work there, and, and then really got to know the nonprofit sector. And I thought, well, this is really great. I can broker resources, not on Wall Street, not somewhere else, but in a bank or whatever, but I could do it with, you know, in the nonprofit sector. And so that's how I, I discovered it. That's how I fell in love with it. And, and then I came back to the East Coast and um, became a community organizer where I learned about the power um, of the human spirit. I mean, I, I worked with so many people through this, throughout the state of Maryland on water quality issues, but it was really about their passion for making life better for themselves, their families, and their communities, and what they could do if they were supported with the tools. And so leadership development, community organizing, seeing transformation in communities as a result of people coming together uh, with those tools. And I thought, well, providing tools and providing resources is just what you need to mobilize you know, people to make change. And yeah. we can do anything. I really believe that. Yeah. That's the optimism. Now you're seeing it come through. At least you make a commercial <laughs> out of this. But, but it's, so it sounds like you're in your sweet spot. I mean, you, because you're using a little of the finance thing, the business thing. Yeah, the business thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. But then you have a heart and you're into organizing and yeah. together. That's great. I, I think when what happened to me was my heart was broken for what I what I saw, mm -hmm. and it's like you can't go back. I mean, maybe you can't unsee that. You can't yeah. unsee it, mm -hmm. and it's like okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm cooked. <laughs> I was actually in finance too. But once it happened to me, it was like okay, this is, I'm I'm doing this, you know, kind of thing. But it's a it's it, it, it's almost like a little bug you it's get. It's a calling. It's it a calling. Really is. It is a calling. Yes. How do you like in Santa Barbara? What's not to like? It's so beautiful. I know. We got a lot of wildlife going out here, but I know, yeah. I know. It makes me just wish that I could. Everyone that I know in the whole world could come and see it. <laughs> you know, I feel really blessed and um, and privileged to be here. Yeah. Thank you for you. No, thank you. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next time.